you know and i think he was a figure that uh, everyone uh, saw him as this kind of david to a uh, goliath sort of character uh, <laughs> <laughs> in argentina there is a church the maradona church yeah that they celebrate uh, christmas oh. or saint on maradona's birthday <laughs> oh really <laughs> wow wow what was it like in argentina man well it it was surprising first mm-hmm. i was uh, having dinner and watching uh listening radio and watching a football show okay and they started like that something happened mm-hmm. and the news was not confirmed but then yes so it was like everyone was in shock and that those are the things that you think that they are never happen he he has many health problems in the past mm-hmm. almost dead because of drugs and stuff but he, people think that he was uh, because of all those situations he was like immortal yeah so he had a surgery a few weeks ago and nobody talked about that so yeah. everyone thought it was okay mm. so it was like a big surprise Um, well, the, there was a how do you say the ceremony yeah. where the body is, is. I don't know the English word for yeah. that. I don't remember. So they make it only for four hours, mm-hmm. and there were too many people that yeah. want to go. Yeah. So it was kind of like a mess, and they made it in the in the pink house. It's where the president works. So. It was a mess <laughs> of people uh, um, with police and everything. I was watching it on on the on Twitter. People were just, you know, paying their respects and walking by the the casket. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's something probably we never are going to see something like that when someone dies. Yeah. Because he he was famous in almost most countries. Mm. and it doesn't matter about religion race nothing so in the 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 equivalent in west in western countries it would be the death of the pope yeah more or less mm. or maybe the queen of england but in argentina nobody cares yeah. about the queen of england <laughs> but he was i saw tweets about countries like he's very big in birmania i think i don't remember and stuff and places like that that you never thought that yeah something is going new maradona you don't you don't expect that right i mean and also you think that a, a whole generation now you know doesn't know doesn't realize the impact that he had on our generation i never thought that he was so important to me mm-hmm. until the other day yeah because i started to like football back in 1990s mm. in the world cup mm. because i was 3 in 86 so i, I don't remember much yeah. but he he was playing with the ankle injured and playing and making stuff but yes i realized that the other day when he died and and another thing is like for being here you don't realize how big he is in other parts of the world because he's from argentina so it's mm. like It's important to us because we want to work out with him. 
uh, reach the finals, the next uh, World Cup. But for something, someone in Australia, maybe mm. you don't think that. But when you travel a lot, yeah. uh, every place you go, it's uh, you're from Argentina, Maradona, mm. and that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Messi now. Yeah, yeah. And I've been wondering about this in everything that has happened. There's outpouring of grief from all quarters of the world and everyone, all age groups. But and because you must be interacting with a lot of people across the world um mm-hmm. i i wonder if we'll have somebody have that kind of impact on us in football i mean we talk about messi no. we say you, you know we use messi in that sense but i don't feel he has had that same cultural impact like how maradona did or no it it's different because maradona was the first like big big star like michael jordan was in basketball yeah but football is more popular in the world. Yeah. Uh, then he had something that you don't get easy, that it's charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the story of his life from being in the poorest neighbors of uh, Buenos Aires and becoming, well, saving his family economically and becoming a super superstar around the world. So it's just... Messi is not a low-class uh, family, but and he he's not charismatic as Maradona. There's a lot of of many moments on television, not in football, on television or in interviews talking, and, and he said he says phrases that are in the mind of the people. That it's like Pelé debutó con un pibe. He is saying basically that Pelé lost his virginity with a boy. So things crazy like that. And, uh, and there are popular words in in culture in Argentina. Yeah. And there are many of those. There's a book about uh, Maradona phrases with 1,000 phrases of Maradona bot in the, in the entire life. Wow. And there is one Maradona bot Twitter account with all those phrases. phrases. Well, I must check it out. Hi, my name is Francisco Furcari and I'm a Southampton fan from Argentina. My first question, Francisco, how and why Southampton? How? There is no uh, one reason. It all started with, I used to have a play-by-mail football league. Okay. When you make the formation and you say by-mail and someone simulates with the program. Yeah. So I was the manager of the that league. And Southampton was free, so I had to fill the free teams. And I started to like the team and playing with it. Then became championship manager. Mm-hmm. So you choose the team and you start to play with the team and you are like, I like this team. So that's the main start. And there are some other reasons, like my team in Argentina is San Lorenzo. And one of the nicknames is Santos, that is Saints, of course. Um well that's there's no uh, main reason but those kind of things those connections are, right yes those connections are the the reason and when did you start your uh, twitter account my twitter account i think we started the 1st of january of 2014 i think we used to have the facebook account before but i don't remember the date exactly so the first day of the year, we started with Southampton Argentina Twitter account. Six years ago, I, I think. You were saying that uh, there was somebody else 
who influenced you to start the Twitter account? There are two people. First, uh, Trevor Foy from Australia. He's the one who managed Global Saints. And he found me on Twitter because the first time I went to Southampton in 2012, uh, there was a thing, they call it marching in. When mm-hmm. using your, the hashtag, you show when you are going to the stadium. So uh, I make a tweet about, I travel like 1,000 kilometers from Argentina to attend to the game. And it was retweeted by the Southampton account. And many people started to follow me. And they are always with the same question. Why? Yeah. Why not Chelsea, Man United, why Southampton? There's no reason. Why not? <laughs> <clears throat> and he contacted me and we started to planning in Southampton, Argentina. And he made the Facebook account and I managed that, that account. And then there was a journalist in Argentina, Seba Garcia. He used to, his old Twitter account name was QPR Argentina. Okay. And he used to tweet the, every game of mm-hmm. QPR. So I started talking to him about Southampton and tweeting about Southampton. And kind of he suggested me to make the Saints Argentina Twitter account. And you called him the the godfather of the... Yeah, he's uh, like the godfather of the Saints Argentina. <laughs> and and he used to love... No, he still loves very much Charlie Austin. So when Charlie Austin came to Southampton, I was like saying thanks to him about Charlie. <laughs> His story is an amazing one and he's put a beautiful uh, thread on Twitter. I'm hoping he'll come one day on the pod. Maybe I can help you. <laughs> what is your earliest memory of the club? I think there is there was a game called Pese Football. It was like the Spanish version mm-hmm. of Championship Manager. It was a game like in 1994, 95. It was the Spanish League first, and you can get, there was a list of players you can buy, and there were, well, Spanish players you put on sale, and there was like the global stars you can get, and there was a guy called Madley this year, Mm. so he's the legend of Southampton, so I remember him, and I think that was the first memory about Southampton. How did you play that? Because you said that you did the uh, league by mail as well, which I'm, I'm yeah. guessing most young people will not uh, know what that is. So if you can explain that. The play by mail league? Well, uh, you have a like a, an app would be today when you load a rooster with the players and, and you make the, the formation, style of play, like long ball, counter-attack and all the stuff. You create the team, and it was a, a small uh, ar- archive, yeah. a text archive, yeah. and you send that by mail, and someone, and the like, the manager of the game, load that on one folder, uh-huh. <laughs> and with another app, he simulates the the games, and there there was a, another text with the report of the game play by play, and you have the injuries. Uh, suspensions, goals, and all that stuff. So it was like a work to receive the mails, make the simulation, then up, upload everything to the 
to the web and invent some report of the yeah. the games with pictures uh, and all the stuff. So uh, around what year would this have been? That was 16 years ago. I was 21. Wow. 20. And we had the league like four or five years more or less. Wow. So then what happened why why did you stop I mean it, one is because it sounds like well, a lot of work but <laughs> at one time there there were like five leagues with 10 teams on first division and 10 or 8 in second division so that that was a lot of managers mm. and people start to growing up having kids and yeah yeah, yeah. get boring of the stuff <laughs> so we had to reduce to Uh, we the last league we used to have was a uh, premier league oh, because okay. that was the one i was managing so and then we needed to get more manager but it was difficult so everyone once i get tired and yeah. we stop <laughs> yeah. but we are friends yeah we are friends we are going to eat and have time together yeah i make a good friends that's the thing everyone i talk to It talks about how uh, you know this this has been such a journey and friendship is is something that is very integral to all of this and uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit you were telling me last time that you work in a store it's a family owned store your family owned store well it's it's a store that opened my grandfather bought bought it in 1956 wow so It it's been a long time, mm. and it's practically practically the same shop it was in the fifties, more or less. It started with a library, but not uh, books, uh, school stuff, you know, paper mm-hmm. pens. Then I don't know when it changed it to fishing stuff, guns, mm-hmm. and knives for cooking and stuff like that. Then we we stopped selling guns. Okay. And now we sell tobacco, knives, fishing stuff, and some other stuff, random stuff. Okay. But it's a known shop of this city. Yeah. Well, uh, so what's what's it called? Uh, Casa Furcade. The surname. Oh. It's lovely. like Furcade's house. Lovely. You call house to the shops also oh, yeah. here. Lovely. I hope you can send me some pictures. It sounds really fascinating and interesting. The just the history of it is is so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you some pictures. So tell me, Francisco, we were talking about him earlier. Who is your club legend? Well, I haven't seen playing him live. Yeah. Because he retired in 2001, but it's my pleasure. I saw videos on the internet of his goal, and it was like I don't get. how he only played like six games on England team. Mm, yeah. I don't understand that. But uh, well and he's respected because he he never want to left Southampton. He had offers from Chelsea and other big teams but he didn't want. So that's respect. Nobody does does that now. Even Messi he wants to leave Barcelona right now. Right I I think we used to have these these guys they were one club men you know mm-hmm. i think the game has changed in that sense and also you know maybe players ambition the idea that they can do something somewhere else it it drives them but yeah 
they're more journeyman now than they used more to be it's ambition and money of course because for an example you used to have barcelona uh, when i was a kid uh, or athletic bilbao they don't have sponsors because they didn't want to have sponsors but at one time they had to do it because they were giving some how do you say extra well they were losing again other teams because they didn't have an extra income of the right. sponsorship yeah 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 so that's the deal so and bilbao mm. athletic bilbao they still have the the tradition of only using basque yeah. players yeah. and i don't know how much this is going to be like that because of competition even that they are they never been to the relegation in spain so that's i think to be proud without yeah. foreign players and and all all that and of course they get their they, their colors from southampton oh really yes because at that time it was normal to get football kits in england mm-hmm. so so some one time they get the southampton kits and they started to use that so it's like white and red stripes yeah. black shorts and black socks that's interesting because i've i've heard about uh, juventus and you know the, the newcastle kits and and that mm-hmm. connection so um, but but this is, i didn't know about this yes they they played a few a few friendlies uh, some years ago and um, there was an account called I think what Southampton Spain that it was managed by Bilbao fans. Oh, fascinating the kind of history that is out there and for us to really understand. It's it's amazing how these and it's uh, these connections that I find so interesting. And like you said your own connection, you know, yeah. from Saints and well, San Lorenzo uh, when when I was uh, started to follow Southampton and read about stories of the club their history. I found that they were the first British team to visit South America and it was like the that tour they make here they played a few games in Argentina in back in 1905 okay. I think early past century the the first game an Argentinian president attend was a Southampton game and <laughs> <laughs> um, that that the tour was like the first step of the seed of professional football in Argentina. Oh, okay. So people start to become interested uh, about football and they wanted to make it professional. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And and you uh, how did you kind of uh, discover all this and are you interested in this kind of history and I follow a few football history accounts of Argentina and the beginnings. I think it was Google Southampton Argentina to find a lot of things. <laughs> Now, um, I found a blog uh, with that story really? because I always try to make the connections, yeah. find the connections about Southampton and Argentina. For example, the Southampton is the only English or British city to appear on Argentinian money. Oh, yeah, yeah, how? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, the 20 pesos bill, uh-huh. it has Juan Manuel de Rosas, uh, an Argentinian brother. Okay. And he died in Southampton. So, born in Buenos Aires, died in Southampton. Oh. It's uh, it's kind of yeah. tricky. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's there. Those connections are there. Southampton is in Argentinian money. 
okay. I can say that. I mean, it is there. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then the one of the, of the biggest discoveries I made, I found, it was like when San Lorenzo, my team, played at the Dell, the old mm-hmm. stadium of Southampton, back in 1956, I guess. Yeah. Um, San Lorenzo won like two one, I think. Um, I have a program of that day. I bought it on eBay. So I got it. It's one of my science treasures. (laughs) Um, There's another connection between Southampton and and my team. What saints we had. Not the colors because we are blue and red with stripes. And both teams lost their stadiums. Tidal was the, the home of Southampton, but they had to make a new stadium because of the Premier League laws with seating capacity and all the stuff, yeah. modern installations. And the deal was like, I didn't know the deal never, but I I, I would love to saw that, saw that. So it was like a small stadium, an old stadium. So now there are houses on that place because the oh. deal houses. And Salonenso lost their stadium back in 1979. Because of the military government, they yeah. took the stadium to make some roads, they said. But then the government sold the, the place to a supermarket. So we have a new stadium that was made in 1983. So when I was a kid, San Lorenzo doesn't own a stadium. Yeah. So we were playing in other stadiums. And there was a shows about that. Where are you from? And <laughs> some stuff. Um a few years ago, we made some manifestations. Yeah, one thousand people in the main square of Buenos Aires asking for the restitution of that place. Mm-hmm. There was a law; the law was passed, and we now own that place. And San Lorenzo now is trying to make the the approval to make a new stadium. So we're going to be back in the place where the old stadium was. Brilliant! It's like the most important thing in the club right now. I, I remember talking to uh, William about this. He's a uh, San Lorenzo yes. fan from London and he was telling me and it's amazing that you, you he said the same thing that you did. Uh, he's a, a Charlton fan mm-hmm. and they too lost their club and yes. that that is what drew him to San Lorenzo. And that's it's how, like West Ham fans that yeah. miss the, the old stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't like the Olympic because it's too big, no feelings yeah. and that this kind of that fight <laughs> and i never seen the old stadium too so it would be like a dream to be now in that place yeah it was a great conversation with william the he's a great ambassador i must tell you about for san lorenzo he speaks about it with such uh, passion man yes he told me about the the guys who, who, who sing entering into the stadium and he, he shared some clips with me man he, even now in my my hair is standing just talking about it <laughs> it it looks and sounds so amazing. Yes. Well, I'm a season ticket holder, so yeah. I, I'm in every game of that. So. Yeah. <laughs> like more than 10, 13 years right now. I feel like we're talking more about San Lorenzo now than Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> because there are the connections about yeah, San Lorenzo. It's those connections, yeah. I make uh, my Southampton friend a San Lorenzo fan. Yeah. Because, uh, well, that's another thing of Southampton. It's not only the team for me, because the first time I, I, I went to UK, 
I went to Scotland, Wales, uh, Liverpool, and Manchester. And people were asking, where are you going next? Mm. So I told Scotland, Wales, and Southampton. And the face of the people were like, what? What are you going to do in Southampton? I'm going to to see some football. <laughs> you know you have another teams right here that they are better. Yeah, I know. But I like Southampton. So with that tweet I was telling before, many people had, uh, start to follow me on Twitter and ask me things and stuff. So I started to talk with this guy, Dex. And the next time I went to Southampton in 2014, he told me, okay, come to my home. We have breakfast. We change <laughs> football cards of the World Cup. Okay. And then go to the to the game. So I knew him at his home. That was his father, his mother. And we had breakfast. And now every time I go to Southampton, I'm going to his house. We spend time. We play PlayStation, FIFA, and talk about Argentina, football, Saints, and all that stuff. We have a, a WhatsApp group when we talk every day, more, more or less, about stuff, life stuff, not only Southampton. Uh, it was the same with the city. Well, when you go eight times to a city, <laughs> it's kind of like your home. I, I like to say that Southampton is my home away from home. It doesn't have a, like castles and all the stuff that you can find in England because right. of the Blitz in the Second World War. Yeah. Because the Shermans destroyed everything. Right. You have only the walls, the Bargate, that is the, the main place, mm -hmm. and you have the, the, the big ships, mm -hmm. people travel, and there's no, oh, well, the Titanic Museum, but it's not a big city. Mm -hmm. So I every time I go, I like to walk around the city to different places and just do nothing, just mm. work. So it's kind of familiar to me <clears throat> right now. If you yeah. told me where in the which would you like to live in the world, I would have to say Southampton. I would love to live there. Not New York, London, Southampton. Not fancy things. <laughs> so it's uh, I like to talk to people about Southampton, not only like yeah. the city too. So I, I make a few people... I took my brother to Southampton once, some girlfriends, friends of mine, so they know Southampton. And every time something happened about Southampton, the city or the team, uh, I, I received messages from, there's a Southampton guy traveling in Southampton on television uh, to his show. <laughs> I say, okay, I'm going to watch. <laughs> and things like that. So I'm the Southampton guy yeah. in Argentina. <laughs> You were telling me last time that uh, you've been stopped for directions uh, once and something. Yes, <laughs> once time. It, I don't remember when it was, but two times I was telling you, do you know where the shopping was or a place to eat? Yes, look there. <laughs> Luckily, I, I knew the answer. <laughs> that tells me that you're very much at home whenever you're in Southampton. Yes, and it's sad to me to left Southampton. Even yeah. I know I'm going to be back, but it's like... Uh, I've been the same time, the same times in London, like in Southampton. But it's not the same living London, like living Southampton. It, it's I don't know how to say it, but it's like living home. So uh, that's why I like to say it's my home away from home. It's it becomes more big and biggest than football. Yeah, uh, and that's the because I like to when go to football games mm -hmm. in every holiday. So I found, for example, I was last year, it was in Latvia. I went to a football game in Latvia, two in Ukraine, 
one in two in Estonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to see the city and how the people is there is you know, on the on the game and how they feel the, the game and the passion uh, all that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter which is first division, second, fifth division. It's like knowing another part of the city mm. and the people far away from the tourist uh, places. So it's more like that. It must be amazing. And you told me that you've, you've met uh, San Lorenzo fans across the world uh, because of this. Well, uh, first I knew Simon uh, when we, he is a Southampton fan. Okay. He used to live in Argentina. Oh, okay. And Alan too. Uh-huh. They were Southampton fans living in Argentina, English people. Uh-huh. And they started to follow Southampton Argentina, of course. And when we played the, the final against Man United, years ago of the League Cup, mm-hmm. we met on a pub surrounded by English Manchester fans and we, us, <laughs> supporting Southampton. And, and it was going and Simon was a San Lorenzo fan too, not for me, he used to be San Lorenzo fans before me. And then I found some other fans in, in the world because they know San Lorenzo because of the songs. That's the main reason. Yeah. You've been invited a couple of times. So was it uh, to the embassy? Yes, I, I was invited to the British embassy in Argentina because of Southampton, Argentina, mm-hmm. in Twitter. The Argentinian ambassador, but the British ambassador in Argentina follows us. Oh. Once uh, we were invited for the England-Belgian game in the World Cup, last World Cup. So I went to the embassy to watch the game with another people and... Of course, me. And then I was invited again for the Youth Olympic Games that they were in Argentina. And the British team was invited to the embassy, so I was invited too. And the British ambassador in Bolivia follows us because he's Southampton. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, And sometimes he, he writes to us, we won and stuff like that on Twitter. So cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he started to follow us because of the Argentinian, the ambassador in Argentina, because they have contact, they follow each other. So I, I guess he introduced him to us on a Twitter. I don't remember how it was. Oh. He follows us on Argentina. Connections everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it's more easy to get connections with a small team because it's like if you're a Man United, Arsenal, City fans, there are a lot of fans in Argentina of those teams, so it was like eh, no surprise. But Southampton is like surprising, yeah, yeah. So people want to talk about that if they are of those teams. I don't think that uh, an ambassador of uh, Man United fans start to follow every Man United fan in Argentina because there are many. I've I've just been discovering a whole bunch of guys. There is a uh, a, a young guy who I, I'm going to speak to, Herman, he is a Portsmouth, Argentina. He, f- he yes. has an account, yeah. I spoke when, to him. <laughs> when I, I, I don't think it's the same account because it changed the user sometimes. Yeah. But if it was him, I sent him a picture when I visited Portsmouth oh. a few years ago and I sent a picture of the Fratton Park station train station well, that's the train station of the stadium 
he, he I, I, it's called pompey argentina pompey argentina yes. he's really young man he's 17 i was surprised you know they <laughs> a 17 year old there are many new accounts of yeah. uh, european or world's uh, football yeah. fans yeah yeah most of them are like kind of shock accounts but yeah. um, there are some other serious accounts yeah. like this one Yeah, of the team, course. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. You, you We always problem. make jokes with uh, Pompey Argentina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes, yes. Because it's Southampton Derby. Oh, that was going to be my they, next question. They hate each other. Yeah. When uh, when I, uh, I told my friend I'm, I was going to visit uh, Portsmouth because of the Navy Museum, mm -hmm. he told me he was not happy about <laughs> that. Why would you want to go to that and some bad words? <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Who are Southampton's rivals? Portsmouth. And <laughs> uh, now, more uh, because Portsmouth is two, two divisions lower. They haven't. They played last last year in the in the cup. They played Portsmouth and Hampton beat them four to none. But they haven't played like two times in the last ten years, more or less. So. So now for the Bournemouth fans, they want to be Southampton Derby because it's a city near Southampton. But Southampton fans doesn't care too much about that. But it's more like the, another South Coast Derby, the yeah. second South Coast Derby. But mainly Bournemouth, yes. I, I, again, connections, man. Uh, without even realizing it, I'm going to be speaking to your rival next. Well, there was, there was a thing in Bournemouth. They have the... They built a tower, mm -hmm. like uh, to view, it was the Emirates Tower, okay. and Emirates colors, uh, red and white, and they painted like that, and people complained, so they <laughs> had to paint it blue and white, because of Pompon, <laughs> and it was like a show, they have a, a big building in the city, it was a saint's building, they had to change the colors, Amazing. yes, they, they hate a lot. Yeah, I can. I, I can far, understand. As far as I knew, people they were like, they didn't like. Why? Why are we going to Portsmouth? They, they told me. He told me. <laughs> Do you want something from there? No. <laughs> player who you feel is sometimes overlooked, or a player who you feels deserves a bit more praise. Players from now, well, Danny Ings. Last season, he was like the. He became second. He came second in yeah. the scoring table. Then he was called to the English team. Then he got injured. <clears throat> But he, if he would play in another team, he on a big team, he would be like an, a, a big player, more more famous and stuff like that. Then, well, of course, James Warbrow because he's a kid of the academy. He was born in Portsmouth. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, he's now the captain of the team, and he started yeah. to play when he was 18. He's 26 right now. Okay. So the first time I went to Southampton, he was playing. So that was like eight years ago. So and he's in the English team right now. Well, Jason Pungent is was the first Saints goal I, I had seen live, and we won that game to Reading. So it was like I like him because of that, and I it was sad when he left because he was playing well. I like him. That team, I used to like that team of the 2012. That was the team that returned to Premier League. I have a shirt signed 
with all that team the club gave me. So I, I had Framey behind. Oh, cool. And it has the Jason Panchon, War Bros, Maya Yoshida, Gaston Ramirez, Uruguayan, um, Ricky Lambert. Mm. Well, Ricky Lambert. I love Ricky Lambert because he's like the working class hero. Uh, we came from the lowest teams, and he was not young when he made the big jump to to the great team, to the first division. A game that left you elated, and a game that left you disappointed. I saw that game on TV was the semi final against Liverpool. We won the game with Shane Shane's long goal at the end of the game, and we reached the final against Man United. The game I was told him before. And well, of course, <laughs> they lost against Leicester 9 0 mm. last year. And another good game was the 8 0 to Sunderland. I couldn't believe that that day. One goal, two goals, three goals, four goals, five goals, eight goals. That was amazing. So the 9 0, 9 1, I don't remember right now, was the worst, of course, for sure. Because, because you don't have Southampton news in Argentina. Not mm. many times. But when you lost 9-0, you have big news. Leicester won 9-0 to Southampton. And people come to say, oh, Southampton, that's your team. You lost <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching that game. That was a tough game to watch. And you know, in, in games like that, there comes a time when you know that you can't pull back. There's that one moment where you know that it can't get, it's not going to get better. You know, there are those games, you know, that momentum is just suddenly shifted to the other team. Yeah. I haven't seen that game. Oh. Because until last year, I used to work on Saturdays. Okay. Most games are on Saturday mornings yeah. in Argentina. And, of course, there are not too much televised games of Southampton. Most oh. City, United, the stuff. So I always follow those games in Twitter. And I was like, what's happening? But... I think the feeling was the same I, I, I was when I watched Brazil and Germany in the World Cup. The I was going to say, yeah. It was like, yeah. <laughs> come on, stop it. What do you think of uh, Hasenkl as manager? And Well, it's one of those modern managers, like Jurgen Klopp. They look similar. Mm-hmm. I think is they have a, he has a, an offensive style of playing that it was good because last managers like Hughes and Pellegrino and it was so boring to watch Southampton games. Mm-hmm. The thing was like expecting someone to happen and nothing happened. They were boring games. When you go from Pochettino and Coleman to those managers, they, they were boring games. So it was frustrating to watch that. You know you couldn't want any game. With Pochettino Common, you was okay. We can beat City. We can beat United. With those managers, no. But that that was an interesting season with Pochettino. Uh, he had what one season at at Southampton, twenty thirteen half maybe. Because uh, I remember it was like Christmas, something like that. I woke up and I started to have uh, many tweets about Pochettino, and I thought, why. And people were angry because uh, they kicked out the Nigel Atkins, that he was the promotion manager. So people mm. liked him. And they were angry like that. Luckily, Pochettino made a good impression. He left in a bad way, but, but 
monitor. Yeah. No, but but it was an interesting season because you guys finished what eighth that year. Yeah, I think that was the season we reached the UEFA league. His name keeps coming up uh, in the last week. Every time somebody gets sacked, wherever it is, it's PSG, it's Real Madrid, it's uh, Manchester United. Everyone talks about Poch, man, Pochettino, Pochettino. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just want to understand how is he viewed back home in. Uh, Argentina. In Argentina, well, he was uh, the rumors once there were that he was going to be the Argentinian manager, the national team. But people start to know him as manager when he reached Southampton, more or less, because he made his whole career in Europe. Well, he won a, a championship, a league with Newell's, with Bielsa, Bielsa's manager, and with the European football. They, when he was to play, he played for the national team. But while he was playing in Espanol, it was a not big team in Spain. Mm. Nobody paid attention to him. But when he started to manage, yes. Um, he and Simeone, mm. there are always rumors to be in Argentina team. But I think that, well, the national federation is chaos, basically. Mm. So they don't want that. And... Also, I think they don't want to manage Messi because they don't want to make the bitter thing to take out him of the team in case of that happen. So that's... And, well, nobody wants to make the... change the 2014 players because they were, like, always there and someone had to clean up the team and nobody wants to do that. So that's why Scaloni is not a... They, he never managed anything. Mm-hmm. He's there. He, he took young players and now he's there. But his name is always on the... More Simeone than Pochettino on the list of Argentinian managers. So the, the list of managers, Argentinian managers, I mean, of course, we talked about Bielsa and what he's done at Leeds. He's like, he's like a god, man. You have people in Argentina that love Spielsa and people that hate Spielsa because of the 2002 World Cup we lost in the first round. Yeah. So, and because Bielsa fans are so every time talking about Bielsa that, Bielsa this and Bielsa, people is tired and, and yeah. don't like Bielsa. But last year, it was the first time that a second division game, English second division game, the championship, was televised in Argentina. Every Leeds game was on TV because of Pilsa. So imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, second division <laughs> Argentinian games going to be shown on, on India. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another reason. In the case of Pilsa, his nickname is El Loco. You know what Loco is? Crazy. And he's he has a personality that is like strange. He's always focused. Mm. And for example, Batistuta talks when he was going to talk with him when he was on the national team. He thought, well, we are going to have a chat about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was eight hours long. And were there many stories about uh, Bielsa. And well, he's sitting on the the fridge (laughs) every game. And he, well, you listen to interviews right now, but he answered and it's well. Yeah, it's yeah. strange. So I think people like it's like a Brian Cloud of the modernity. 
His coaching career and what I found interesting was that uh, I don't know if you remember this but last year uh, they had a game I think it was against Aston Villa was it? They won they he made their place to yeah. give a goal to, yeah. because it was unfair yeah. and they lost the, the promotion yeah they lost and and those kind of what, what should we say what uh, it's the gentleman side of the game it's the ethical side of the game that you you will struggle to find now and i think a lot of people respect that yes it's it it's and it's like kind of romantic yeah and nostalgic football stuff yeah, yeah. and because you the thing you are saying the underdogs he he won the league with newells yeah bellis mm-hmm. they are not the big five teams then he won the cup with bilbao mm-hmm yeah that's that's difficult because the same we were talking before the basque players promotion with it that they were like 15 years battling for that and good campaigns in olympic in france and i think i'm missing something else I, i i remember that he 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 signed for lazio and then he quit after two days I I remember that but I don't remember which team it was Lazio. I think it was Lazio. It was Italy. I think it was Lazio, yeah. And I've always wondered why. I'm sure there must be an interesting story will <laughs> Well, it's a mystery because when he lost the World Cup in 2002, yeah. He was still the manager. He won the Olympics game in 2004 with Argentina and then he resigned. He said he was tired. and nobody knew about why why yeah he's kind of like an outsider yeah well and there are many managers that identify with him in argentina the generation of them must be like looking mm-hmm. up to him yeah and it's it's strange because he has one of the most iconic tragedies in argentinian football to being kicked off in the first round lost to england yeah that's mean a lot and um, being out of the world cup when you were one of the candidates because they won the qualification uh, by far beating brazil and that's a mystery trains those guys hard man that that's the thing with him he he trains them really hard i wonder if if uh, i watch leeds now and they're like they're like on every minute every minute they're there right on top of the player you know Well, that's one of the problems of that World Cup. It was like uh, he, the last 15 days before the end, he trained the players hard and they were tired of the end of the season. Yeah. So, for example, Ashara, that was the 
defender, the captain, was injured. Mm. He never played in the World Cup and the players were tired. That happened with Leeds the first season. They were with all that pressure stuff and they got tired with their 42 games in, in that division, in championship. So the physics, that's something it, yeah, that happened it, with Bilsa's team. They got tired at the end. But San Lorenzo won the Libertadores Cup because uh, we never won it before. And when it was in school, they always the jokes about you don't have a Libertadores Cup. And it was for everyone in San Lorenzo was like the, the only thing we didn't yeah. have. Yeah. So we won it in 2014, cold night. I cried. Yeah. And then we went to Morocco at the end of the year to play Real Madrid. Again, that you know that it was kind of impossible because the difference between teams. Yeah, yeah. But the whole Morocco's experience was like 2,000 people in another country far away. And it was like, oh, hey, hello. And because you have the San Lorenzo jacket, shirt, or whatever. So it was like a big family in a, in a strange country. And it was November. Eight years now, and it was cold. It was my first Premier League game. I didn't know what I was expecting to, to see there. So uh, I, I never thought I was going to be at a Premier League game. Luckily, we won. <laughs> it was like a dream come true because I wanted to go to England, to UK most, when I was a kid. And at that time, there were no so common the travels. It was more like something different. And to be in a city that, of course, you expect to be in London, in New York, in Berlin, <laughs> the, the famous city, but yeah, to be yeah. in Southampton was like, yeah, I'm in Southampton right now. That yeah. was the start of history story that has now eight years, and I've been eight times and I make all my travels when I organize my travels. I need to check the, the Southampton home games. So with that, I make the, the whole trip around that game. The only thing I, I have to make now is to go to an away game. You have described yourself as being the priest of St. Mary's. So tell me about the other Southampton international community. Well, uh, I met Trevor <clears throat> when he came to Argentina. To the, he went to the World Cup. He was going to be here this year, but well, you know, yeah. to the Copa America. But, but well, then coronavirus and stuff <laughs> happened. I met some guys. They were from Southampton, but they were living in New Zealand. They came to Argentina. I made a small tour of my city. Brilliant. I saw the the Dubai Saints fan uh, when I went to a game. Oh. I saw their, their flag and I recognized them. And we have we talked with sometimes with Chile. Oh, okay. Southampton, Chile, Southampton, Brazil, and that's the and there's a Colombian guy too. You collaborated with some guys for uh, Southampton India as well. Well, I make the the logo oh. of Southampton uh, India. Argentina, of course, New Zealand. But this year we make a, a Zoom reunion with some okay. saints around the world and we play a Saints quiz. Brilliant. There was a guy from Ecuador. Ecuador, no, 
he was from Guatemala, I think. There was United States and other countries. That's brilliant, man. And who, who organizes this? They were the guy from Australia, the one who managed Global Saint. He used to make the interviews for the match program. Uh-huh. So the first one, of the first game of the season, a few seasons ago, it was uh-huh. the Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> that this was like saying, okay, you are crazy. It was a Southampton-Everton game. Uh-huh. And, you know, the way to be in Argentinian football games is different to England. I'm quite quite calm in Argentina, but you shout you shout to the other players and the referee. <laughs> <laughs> and in the Premier League, it's more like calm. So I found myself shouting horrible to Lukaku, <laughs> to a player that then he played a World Cup yeah. when he lost a ball in the... In the lane. So I, I stand and said in Spanish, horrible, that's <laughs> horrible. So they say, mm, this is not Argentina. <laughs> and sometimes I'm talking along with in the game, like, dale, dale, dale. <laughs> Argentinian stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think people in the room looks like me, like <laughs> uh, more than 2,000 kids. I, I'm sure they're not all Southampton. I have many Southampton, but then I have to say, okay, stop buying Southampton or Southampton shirts because you need to get an out team shirt. And I, I like uh, rare kits, rare teams. Uh, for example, I only have one Argentinian shirt that I bought last year because it was cheap. <laughs> and I have, for example, three Copenhagen shirts, two Sherman shirts. Uh, well, I have many teams. What is it? meant to you being a Southampton fan? I took that seriously. It's not a like thing that happened like for six months. I took the Saints Twitter account like a shop. I don't have too much time to make the things I would love to do. Mm-hmm. But I like to spread the Southampton in the in Argentina. And it's crazy how you can feel sad for a team that is like 1,000 kilometers away from your house. So I was mad when we lost against Man United, a game that we were winning. So, well, I, when I go to Southampton, to San Lorenzo games, I always wear a Southampton jacket. And on my San Lorenzo jacket, I have a little badge, Southampton badge. I have here, for example, I have many stuff around here. So, uh, for example, I want to take my mother to Southampton. Not for the game, just to know the city. Just to know the place I like. It's yeah. like a, it's like when you have a girlfriend and you like him and you want to introduce to your family, which is kind of that. Yeah, and, and it, has, it has an impact on how, it has an impact on how we view the world also. Well, it's, in my case, it's, uh, there was like a kind of fear first time because Argentina and England, they have a world story, history. Yeah, yeah. A year before I was born, so it mm. was recent story. Well, it's like England and India. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Southampton was one of the main ports mm. of their things about that war in, in the walls of Southampton. Yeah. 
but people don't care about that there. It's more important deal here in Argentina mm. than in in England. That I, nobody talk uh, said something about the war. Or maybe just talking about. I talked with one guy in a museum in Southampton that told me, "Oh, I was in Berlin right at that time, and I wanted to go to the war in in the Falklands, Malvinas, whatever you want to say." <laughs> Um, and we took like no problem. Yeah, I gave him an Argentinian coin, or commemorative coin. Um, it that was it's not to an Argentinian going to England because you have the idea that something's going to happen, yeah. like the hand of God, the war, <laughs> and all the stuff. Not in Scotland. In Scotland, it's the the opposite. They love Argentina because the hand of God. <laughs> but nothing happened. Never happened. Nothing. It's hard to explain to you the Argentinian league system right now, but that will change in like three hours. <laughs> I know six times early when Southampton is playing, but for example, San Lorenzo game that is playing to today also. First, it was at 9.30 p.m. The next day, it was 5 p.m., so it was at the same time that, like the Southampton game. And then they changed it to 7.30 p.m. Because, well... Right now, there is a tournament that nobody knows how it works. Should they finish the group uh, phase? But I don't know what's happening next. If it's going to be a playoff, a mini league, or something like that. I don't know. I really don't know. That's not a show. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. For example, they changed last week that there was going to be two four prom- promotions, but there are no relegations. But they say that there were four, not two. They were two at the first, but a few weeks ago they changed to four. That's because the president of the federation is not has not power, and they have to make happy many teams, so they change the rules. Another example is that that he is the president of one club, a small team on second division. They went to promotion from third to second, and there was a tournament in second division. And because of the pandemic, they changed that started from zero again uh, when it was only seven seven games left, and they made a eight games tournament. So why don't you play the seven games and start from zero? Well, he's the president of Barracas. They play in the stadium named after him. Last game they have a penalty that it was not a penalty, and the guy who scored was his son. Imagine that. Wait a minute, I have something to show you, okay. I guess. Let me check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember a friend gave me that. Oh, yeah. He used to work on a, on a cruiser, and he had a, an Indian friend, and they exchanged shirts, and they, he gave me to me because he knows I, I collect. Goa is my home state. Okay, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. You know what? I'm, I am. They've just got a new shirt. I'm gonna send that to you. I'll. Uh... Oh, you don't have to do it. No, no, no. I'm First of all, because it's hard. We have a complicated because of Argentina. Yeah. It's like a mess to receive something from another country. How come? Yes. I I used to get a lot of shirts from classic football shirts, and they kept like in ten days I have. So I had I send them now to Southampton to my friend's house. But when I go there, I collect them and bring it. Oh! But you have to fill papers. 
you have to wait like two months in the in the customs. Oh, um, it's it's uh, to avoid people to spend U.S. dollars in America oh. because, for example, an iPhone. I don't know how much it costs, but it's like 900 US dollars in the mm -hmm. United States or Europe. There's no official retailer here in Argentina, but you can find it on like the Argentinian eBay okay. for the double. Oh. So most important things, electronics, you can get it at one price outside the country, but here it's like two times the price. Mm -hmm. And you're not allowed to, to bring electronics to by May. It's okay. kind of difficult. You have to fill papers. You have only like yeah. 50 US dollars for a year. And they make it difficult. So my my friend from Southampton, he always told me, I want to send you something. No, wait, I'm going there and you give no. I can say to him. Yeah. And you can wish. It's a headache. I'm still going to try. I'm still going to try. If you give me your address, I'm going to try and send the if it, if it's too much okay. trouble uh, and you have to go somewhere do something then I, I don't want to put you into any trouble but uh, I think or we should send it to Southampton it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah I can do that I can do that I think it's better <laughs> yeah cool so I'll send one for for your friend Dex as well okay then send me your your site and stuff like that and I I think I could try to make it from here yeah to to india i i i also worry that the postman is going to wear my san lorenzo shirt <laughs> <laughs> we can try it <laughs> francisco thanks man for a wonderful chat thanks for coming on faraway fan he's been so great it was nice to be here so great chatting with you man wonderful stories wonderful connections all around yes you take care and We'll chat you too. Soon. Of course. See ya. See you. Bye. Goodbye.